Cassettes, welcome back to another episode of the Black Case Diaries podcast. Woo-hoo. Yeah, we're yeah, yeah. this is Robin. And I'm Marcy. And Adam over here. Woo! Yeah. We're coming at you from allergy ridden Ohio. <laughs> yes. It's springtime here, which means everybody is feeling sick. Ooh. including me and marcy yep hooray <laughs> got a wonderful you know it's springtime and yet somehow i managed to get a cold for the past week yeah it, it's bad it's yeah. in ohio i don't know if other states are like this probably you yeah. don't get like really sick for me it's like i don't get really sick for like one day i get kind of sick for three weeks <laughs> yeah, Man. Exactly. yeah and it's like i'm yep. just kind of it lingers you cough and you have a runny nose for <laughs> forever yes and marcy just got over a bad cold and i might yes. have caught and it and i think i gave it to her by accident quarantine <laughs> yeah it's it's because i refuse to not hang out with her even if she has a cold it's really just because we're too too good of friends you guys you are know? great friends yep. it's like yep. oh are you feeling sick yeah i'll be right over <laughs> <laughs> let's share food time to hang out yeah <laughs> germs what are those yeah anyway so tonight we're going to talk about one of my favorite shows ever Ooh. yeah probably it might be in my top 10 i don't know i haven't made a list it might be up oh. there who knows anyway it's called the adventures of pete and pete <gasps> oh. if you guys <laughs> now if you're sensing the intense energy in the room they're really excited <laughs> about this if you haven't heard of Pete and Pete, there's a lot of stuff about them on YouTube. There's some great videos about how the show was created, and there's lots of episode clips, shorts, and that kind of thing. Yes. This show can be described as a love letter to individuality and self-discovery. That's a quote I got from the AV Club. They've done a thousand articles about this show. Wow. They must love it a whole lot. <laughs> I <laughs> so, mean, it's pretty dang good. So. Yeah. So, Pete and Pete is an early 90s Nickelodeon TV show. And the reason that it's so popular still is because it did such a good job capturing what childhood was actually like. Right? Yeah. This show hasn't even aired on Nickelodeon over 10 years. It's never been on any streaming services. Even though I emailed Verve and asked them to put it on, they still haven't done it. (laughs) Come on. (laughs) Anyway. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, come on. If anyone would have it, it'd be them. Anyway. And season three has never actually made its DVD. And yet, this show is still so popular among the people that used to watch it that every time they do a live show or they have any kind of reunion, tickets are sold out. It is very popular. People really like this show. And we're going to talk a little bit about how the show came to be and why people like it and blah, 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 blah. It, but it's really good. It doesn't make sense, you know. It's like money sitting on the table waiting for somebody to grab it. Put season three out there <laughs> and put it on a dang, dang streaming service. <laughs> and it's baffling because with everybody like bringing things back, rebooting, or again, oh, like yeah. hosting, you know. Nostalgia's it, huge yeah. right now. Why is it not back? It's crazy. What? <laughs> so the show started out as a series of shorts. The creators were Will McRobb and Chris Viscardi. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Will McRobb sounds like a character in the show. Oh, yeah. Uh, so it just it just it fits, fits in. Yeah. The, that's what their names are. I don't think they're fake, but I don't know. Maybe they are. No, no, no. Um. <laughs> no, I, I don't believe that they're not real. It's just like you could put him right in the show and it'd fit right in. Yeah. 
these two guys were members of the promo team on Nickelodeon. Yes. And a lot of what they did was they just created promos for shows that already existed on the channel. They were not show creators. They were not showrunners. These were guys that their job was to, like, make the promo for Mr. Ed. Or, because that used to air on Nickelodeon. Or Dennis the Menace. Stuff like that. Back in the very early days of the network. Yes. Yeah, the mm. early years. Um, <laughs> Back when they were still in black and white. <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah, no. Could you um, imagine seeing the Nickelodeon in grayscale? Instead yeah. of, no, oh we never gosh. knew that the slime was green until now. Right. Or the splat was orange. <laughs> yeah. So these two guys, when they were working in, uh, doing the promos, there was some ex- extra time on Nickelodeon that allowed for visual promos that didn't actually promote shows. And so these kind of became shorts that they could just kind of produce. And they weren't really about any shows that already existed. And to them, they're they're like, this is an opportunity to kind of make shorts that really show you what it's like to be a kid. Something that kids are really going to connect with so that they stay watching the show. Even during commercial break, they don't like, you know, walk out of the room. And it totally worked. They created these shorts. They came up with the idea for Pete and Pete. And originally, it was going to be a boy named Pete and his dog named Pete. Oh, I didn't and, know that. Yeah, they yes. changed that at some point. I don't know when. <laughs> for <But> the better. <laughs> yeah. Really, if they had done that, it wouldn't be so weird. It wouldn't no, have been such yeah. a strange... I could never... This show was so perfectly... It, it was just for kids. Like... As an adult, you can watch it now, and, and it you see how it's like your childhood, and it reminds you of your childhood. And if you watch it from that perspective, you're going to love it. But if you're going to watch it expecting it to be a normal television show, you're not... Sorely <laughs> disappointed. Yeah, you're not going to like it as much. <laughs> I, I could never explain it to my parents. I remember they'd say, why would their parents name two children the same name? <laughs> Spelled the same, too. Yeah. <laughs> Why would they do that? Like, they just didn't get that. And it's that's the thing, you know? It's like, it is. It's it's ridiculous. The whole the whole show is kind of insanity. Yeah. It, it's almost like a... Not, not like Black Mirror, but like, you know, <laughs> like just it's reality, but with like a weird twist to it. Almost like a, like a kid-friendly Twilight Zone, sort of, sort of, you know, where it's not really like creepy or scary or anything like that but it's just got that weird little thing about it that only a yeah. child would understand or, or come up with you know yeah yeah and the way it's like narrated almost like a video diary in yeah. a way <laughs> like because yeah. re- big pete recounts what happened recently to him which is so unique like i don't know of any other shows that do that you know or i mean i'm sure there are other shows that have narrators but yeah not like this yeah, it's a very surreal look at mm-hmm. life, mm-hmm. and it, it's kind of, I remember reading about it years ago, the creator said it was kind of like, they just wanted to show how when you're a kid, you don't have to leave your backyard to find an adventure, to find you know, these crazy, insane things happen to them, and it's all in their neighborhood, and they don't have to really go anywhere, though they do go someplace, like in the king of the, in road the neighborhood yes. or yeah. yeah they'll like go around but it's you know just that there's magic everywhere and, and they're, everybody's strange all the adults are really weird <laughs> in this show they're so odd and it's just because when you're a kid adults don't make sense mm-hmm. things are weird you, you can't really make sense of what's going on 
and these characters are so strange and surreal and and the the prevailing aspect of the show is that more than any show that I've ever seen it actually captures what nostalgia feels and looks like mm-hmm. when you're watching it you see it it's like this is how i remember things not just how things were this is how you remember them right. mm-hmm. things are hazy yeah you know every episode's got like a thousand plot lines yeah. right <laughs> yeah it's all jumbled together in kind of no order to it the exaggerated outfits yeah yeah things could happen on the same day or this they happen in the same episode but Mm -hmm. you could totally flip it with something else and it wouldn't you'd never know Mm -hmm. right so i found this i I was reading an interview with them and i found i heard saw this quote and it kind of made me a little sad he was talking about he was talking about how nickelodeon like gave them the ability to do this and he said you know because nickelodeon wasn't so much about like crushing disney it was more about let's make a place that's great for kids and it makes me sad because (laughs) that is the nickelodeon that i knew growing up and that was Mm -hmm. why i loved it so much Mm -hmm. yeah my dream job as a kid was to be a sound effects person for nickelodeon like i just made that job up and i told everybody that was what i was gonna do yeah lots of dings and whoops and sprawings and yeah that kind of stuff (laughs) yeah (laughs) i perfected my siren sound there's tapes i have tapes probably somewhere of me just going you know just like as like a 10 year old kid (laughs) yeah yeah and doing the doppler effect and all of that stuff yeah (laughs) so uh, they the creators of the show teamed up with a woman named katherine diekman and this is really important to the feel of the show and the way the show was because she was a director, and she directed some music videos for R.E.M. Nice. Yeah, so originally the show was going to be like a documentary, because that was like the cheapest way to shoot it. And the idea was, you know, you just kind of, basically like The Office, for example. Yeah, okay. Kind of that kind of show. And when she kind of joined the team, she was like, no, let's just shoot it like it's a movie. Like, we're, these are like these are like one-minute movies, you know? Yeah. And so that's why they started shooting the shorts the way they did. And, you know, they, I was reading, Nickelodeon Nicol, would say, hey, you can have you can have three one-minute shorts. And then they would do well, and they go, here, here are two more. You know, and then for two years, like, that was how it went. Yeah. Oh, here's, here's two more. Oh, here's wow. three more. You know, that was just how it was done. And they basically gave permission to the promotion department to make a show, which is unprecedented <laughs> yeah like they they let all of these people who'd never made a show before make a show and the first time that they decided this is going to be instead of a one minute short we want you guys to make a full-length special which is an hour long so you're going from <laughs> 60 second shorts into like half hour hour long pieces and you know going to that they had no idea what to do and they just basically strung together 60 second shorts and it was like it was unlike any show that was already on nickelodeon because you had you know again a bunch of different plot lines a bunch of different characters you know everything's short form in this long term and it because of that unique sense it felt like childhood and it was constantly told from the perspective of children and because it was told from their perspective, everything is exaggerated and weird. Mm-hmm. That's that's Pete and Pete. There it is. All yeah. right, bye. That's, <laughs> yeah. Nutshell. Yeah. Next episode. Yeah. No. So after they did the the, the long uh, pieces and they started doing 
actual episodes and you know actual seasons of the show so if you watch the shorts and you watch the specials the children are much younger in those than they are in the actual show and there's really no clear plot you know you don't have to watch them in order yeah yeah they're they're you know they they tried at least once they got to the show there was something to tie it together there was a at least between older pete and younger pete They'd have their own kind of story happening throughout the whole episode, and they kind of switch back and forth, or you know, things would get tossed in. But yeah, the the shorts had absolutely none of that, and and they didn't need it when it was only a minute. But I think it kind of helped having that experience of being able to write something so quick, or or not quickly, but like in such a short amount of time, like you only have a minute to to do what you want to do, kind of helped create such a unique show you know it it, it how am i trying to say this stretching out a minute mm-hmm. wouldn't normally work but if you string like you said string together minutes it it it's it works but in such a weird stepping stone like cobblestone conglomerate kind of way you know and it, it it's super unique unique i i personally didn't watch the show while it was airing unfortunately going back i probably would have had i known but Nickelodeon, I, I, I was more of a Cartoon Network kid at, at that time. It wasn't until, like, you know, later on in Nickelodeon's lifespan that I that I watched it. But Pete and Pete, even now, being as old as we are. Ancient. Ancient. <laughs> so old. I was old when the world was young. Um, <laughs> you know, even now it, it still clicks because we remember it just like that, you know, weirdly exaggerated and awesome (laughs) yeah yeah sometimes those the shorter ones are more magical i mean why why have to have a long thing about something i mean this because it's the little things that make childhood and stuff like if you think back when you're younger i mean it's not always like these big gestures or these big things that it's the little things like or you you know your mom used to give you a certain popsicle or you know like Mm -hmm. you know things like that so and and it kind of reminds me of some of the things that we that we think about in our time at school or, or, or something like that where we, you know, for example, we come up with the best strategy to not getting called on or, or something like <laughs> yeah. that. And, you know, we still remember these silly things that we came up with or, you know, somehow... Uh, they were so serious to us. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah they're everything... You know, uh, we were watching a YouTube video before this. Um, yes, by, by someone pushing up roses. Yeah, she did a really, really great video about Pete and Pete, and she mentioned how, to her, the, the show didn't glorify childhood. It threw childhood in your face. It was yeah. more, you know, it was like kids are having these problems. To them, everything is super high stakes. You know, <laughs> like, right? I mean, and, and just you know, and, and she also talked about when you're talking about shorts. There is a short, there's a Pete and Pete short, where Pete is mowing a lawn. And me, I ended up on Route 34, cutting the longest, stupidest lawn in the world. And I thought that that was a full-length episode when I was a kid. And I I remember seeing it on TV, and I remember really connecting with it. It was only a minute long, (laughs) but I thought it was a half an hour. (laughs) You know, so it's like you, there's just, there was so much in it. In your memory, it makes you feel like things are so much more than they were. And Mm -hmm. when you think of a show that isn't accessible 
at all much anymore. Not you can buy, yet. I think, seasons one and two on Amazon. I, I think that, you know, with it not being accessible at all, and all of these people remembering it, remembering specific characters, remembering plot lines, obviously it really resonated with people. Yeah, and they even... they. Nickelodeon still acknowledges the show in some forms. Like, they have the reunions and stuff, and they they put... Um, Mr. Tasty. They put Mr. Tasty in the Nick box uh, a couple yes, months ago. they yeah. did. It's my favorite Nick box so far that I've gotten. So, yeah. so Not a sponsor. I just like it. <laughs> <laughs> but sponsor us, so that'd be great. <laughs> but, you know, it, it's it's strange how, like you said, so many people remember the show. It connected with a lot of people, whether you... <clears throat> Whether you were kind of an introverted person or an extrovert, you, it didn't matter. The show didn't rely on anything like that. It wasn't that relatable in that way, and and it it doesn't make sense, you know, that that Nickelodeon has almost dropped it in terms yeah. of like showing it to people. You know, <laughs> they 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 know that the show exists. People talk about it. They have toys or Nick Box exclusives, <laughs> but you can't watch it. And actually, too, the the stars of the show, which we haven't gotten to the actors yet, which we will, but the stars of the show actually also have a podcast. Yes, they do. What? Yeah, yeah. they do. So maybe we'll link to that also. Probably sure. will. It's good. I've listened to it. I like it yes. a lot. Wow. But I was a fan of the show, so. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I guess yeah, scooting on back to that, yes. the show starred Danny Tamborelli and Michael Morona. Danny Tamborelli was much more famous from as a child's perspective watching the show and watching Nickelodeon I knew way more about him. I remember when he popped up on all that um mm. when as like a, he was like an adult. Mm. Like he was so much older. Yeah. And I remember just being like, "Whoa." <laughs> <laughs> he did the vital information after Lori Beth used to do vital information. <laughs> Maybe we'll do an all that episode. Who knows? Yeah. Probably. Yeah. He was also in the Mighty Ducks, I think. Like he was in the Babysitters Club, which I watched. Yes, and um, I did not. Yeah. So, you know, he was, he was basically, he was uh, really typecast when he was younger mm-hmm. as, like, he was it, a troublemaker. Oh, uh, okay. Um, you know, he <laughs> yeah. had a mind of his own. Yeah. And, and that's always dangerous and for it's kids. absolutely <laughs> what Little Pete is like in the show. Mm-hmm. And I remember we, we had talked about the show a few days ago, <laughs> before this, obviously, uh, Robin and I. And I remember you had mentioned that when you were a kid, you felt more connected to Little Pete. And then now, going back and watching some of the episodes again and everything, you really like relate more like to the yeah. to Big Pete. Big Pete is so eloquent. If you ever watched the show, and like, and when I was a kid too, I noticed this. I think at least maybe twice a week, at least twice a week, I think of something that he said on that show. Because it affected me that much. So I'll walk around and I, like, I think about um, when he talked about in the King of the Road episode, he talks about how whenever his dad's more proud, his arm gets further out the window as they're driving, <laughs> his elbows up. You know, I think about that whenever I'm driving. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Like, I think about, like, just little things that he said, observations about life in the episode about what I did in my summer vacation with Mr. Tasty. And he says, what is the end of summer? You know, my friend Ellen says that it's, you know, the summer ends when you start wondering if whether or not you need to get a trapper keeper or a notebook, you know. like <laughs> oh. And, uh, you know, he talk, he's like, but for me, this is the end of summer. And, and I think about that once a year, at least, mm-hmm. as summer's ending. Because to me, when I was a kid, it was, there's no clear end 
to summer it's different for everybody mm-hmm. and yeah. so just like the yeah the things that he said and the fact that he always had pete's back little pete's back that was amazing you know yeah. he i mean he never turned him in like there was episodes where they fought or mm-hmm. like he was he was the one that was going through changes and getting older and becoming more of an adult and so his view between childhood and adults he was right right on that line between the two I saw, especially in the um, episode where he's studying for that test, um, I saw you really get a sense of how he is looking towards adulthood, whereas little Pete isn't. Because in that episode, I believe it is the um, janitor that they say failed the the test. And so then because of that, he became, he ended up being a janitor. And obviously as a little kid, you're like, I don't want to be a janitor when I'm older. Like I want to be successful. I want to be like not, be an not that janitors yeah. aren't successful. no no <laughs> but like when you're thinking yeah. about as a kid you're thinking about it and you're like i don't want to clean up trash for a living or anything like yeah. that i don't want to be in the school forever that, it, that too yeah being yeah. inside the hallways of the school and it, and i think something that is special about that episode too is that when he does encounter the janitor the janitor doesn't hate his job or no, you know he's not really exactly. resentful or anything and he's yeah. pretty good at it you know it's not it's just that you know he's just making decisions about this Mm -hmm. kind of stuff and And yeah sorry it's just so yeah his his view of it changes obviously um and that's part of his growing up yeah and the idea too the episode is called don't tread on pete and i really like this one it's a great example because it's a really good episode that lines up both pete simultaneously and you see what they're dealing with separately um because in a lot of episodes they're either together or in the Yellow Fever example episode, he, Little Pete doesn't exist at all. Yeah. <laughs> and so, uh, you know, this is a great one where you see side by side. Little Pete is, his biggest problem is that he can't have a good gym class. Because <laughs> the new gym teacher isn't, isn't letting them have gym class. And Big Pete's problem is that he did not study for a test. <laughs> and so he's cramming for a test. And so you see, like, how, you know, the difference between the two of them. But both of them are... Are, it's still they're still handled with such a surreal ridiculous you know yeah. yeah the in the in the gym class i believe they're playing dodgeball yeah and it's like like war <laughs> sound effects in the yes. background it's a revolutionary war <laughs> episode because the yeah the test that pete is taking is about the revolutionary war mm-hmm. if i was gonna get through this mess i was gonna have to do it alone time was against me and it was against pete too his rebel army was fighting insurmountable odds. Common sense. Use your common sense and give up. No chance, Wingnut. And just little things. In the beginning of the episode, he's holding a tray and he's yeah. ripping off each different kind of meat Ugh. as he's as he's showing you. And it's like he's like meatloaf, also known as beef or cubed steak, also known as, you know, mystery meat. Like, oh he's like, it's gosh. the same meat. Yeah. But just like these musings about, you know, lunch and, you know, there's the kid in the background that's switching. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah switches for the better thing each time and somehow he, he, ends up with like this amazing Yeah, thing he trades up and up and up and up until he gets something awesome. Yeah, one time he started out, I said he's, he's I can't remember what he started out with. But he ended up with a Fluffernutter sandwich and a Honus Wagner baseball card. Just the rarest baseball card in the world. 
It's like, I want some tips. You gotta give, give me some of those tips. And I just love that. Like, you know, the just like little things in school that everybody's seen in school and they all recognize. And so, yeah, it that's a great example of that's a good episode. Everybody should watch that one. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're all they're all I good mean, and they all have yeah. those little things about them. You know, this one in particular has does it really well, but they all all of the episodes have those great moments and those great themes and and remin you know memories of childhood. I guess I was going to say reminiscements, but I don't think that's <laughs> I a like word. that word. Adam. Yeah, I know. Yeah, reminiscements. <laughs> you know. So so yeah, I mean, we could talk about some of the characters. Uh, we talked a little bit about Little Pete. Mm-hmm. He was very close to what I was like. At least what I saw myself as at that age. Right. He, he's he's kind of in a, in a, at least in his own mind, an adult trapped in the kid body. Yeah. Yeah. You know, he thinks he's already grown up and he knows <laughs> everything. He's got a tattoo and that, you know, he, <laughs> he, he's seen it all, but yet he's only like six. I, I don't know how old he is. I think he is 10. 10, okay. And Big Pete is like 15. I think it's like 14, 15, somewhere around yeah. there. And I, uh, but I think the ages change a lot because of the way they were filmed. But yeah, yeah, no, he is exactly what I thought I was. Uh, He resists authority and he just doesn't want to do, he, you know, he breaks in the whole adult conspiracy. There's an episode about the, (laughs) you know, the Nightcrawlers, there's an episode called Nightcrawlers where he listens in on the phone to the adult conspiracy hotline, I think, or something like that. (laughs) And like the parents are like spilling secrets. They're like, I switched the whole milk with two percent he hasn't even noticed yet and like pete's like you know <laughs> right, right. All down. yeah he's like making notes about all the things terrible things that parents are doing to their kids and they all kind of brag to each other about it on the hotline this is the kind of stuff that th- kids think goes on kids believe that stuff <laughs> mm-hmm. i mean now parents just have the internet that's how they do it <laughs> <laughs> the episode where he gets grounded for life he turns on a humidifier and a dehumidifier at the same time just to see what happens. That is definitely something I would have yeah. done. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, because he, and then of course they explode in the show. But, right. You know. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it has to be dramatic. And- <laughs> yeah. And it gets grounded. Yeah. Huh. So yeah, little Pete is, he is like, he's a picture of like, you know, what every child kind mm-hmm. of wants to be and, and how they feel that they are. I was really just kind of a shy kid. Uh, that's what I was, but in my head I was like, I fucking run this. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Right. It must be the red hair, right? I think that's I right. Oh. I, have, I have red hair like both yep. Pete's. Turns yeah. out. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, <laughs> we mentioned that Danny Timberelli was a little more famous than Michael Morona. Um, Michael Morona has been in a few things too. I just, you know, just in case, I don't know if he, if he ever listened to this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. How you doing? Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, I also love you. So no less I respect. I don't yeah. want you to feel left out. <laughs> I mean, I mean, Big Pete's the one who kind of pulls you through the show like without yeah. him it mm-hmm. yeah um we mentioned how the kind of sporadic nature of the show works but only because of big pete keeping it together and explaining <laughs> the nonsense you know right so some of the other characters in the show Artie, the strongest man in the world he's yeah. played by toby huss <laughs> Artie, the strongest man in the world the strongest man in the world <laughs> Our special guest today, Artie's here. Artie, uh, Toby Huss, how you doing? <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> too much pressure now. Okay, go on. 
yeah, Artie, obviously the strangest character on the yes. show. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, he's the character that would turn my parents off if I if I <laughs> if I if I got them to watch it. You know, they'd be yeah. like, ah, he's just so weird. He's so strange, and I honestly like. I never thought he was weird. Really? When I was a kid, there was nothing about him that made me think he was weird. I was like, oh, that checks out. <laughs> like, yeah, he has a... <laughs> He's sure. the strongest man yeah. in the world. Yeah, and he has I mean, his lobby. own personal superhero. Cool. I wish I did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I just thought he was mesmerizing. I mean, it's like that thing on the side of the road that you're just like, what is that? <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> I right. mean, but... Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, he it's just a weird weird character, but I I didn't think he was a weird bad weird. No. Um, you know, he's got this persona that he keeps up and he doesn't care what happens, you know, or what other people think and that's mm-hmm. that's cool. Yeah. And he is totally absorbed in this persona that he presents to the world. He believes he is already the strongest man in the world. There's really nothing in the show that ever happens that questions any of that. Mm-hmm. Nobody actually ever thinks that he's anybody else. Even in the episodes where they kick him out of town, which are the saddest episodes in the show. Yeah. And I told Marcy today, probably the only ones <laughs> I don't rewatch. Because they make me so sad. It's like kicking out part of childhood <laughs> yeah that's that's the episode where you really see little pete grow up this is yeah. and that's so cool too because you had a lot of these kids shows that kind of tried to do this thing where they had the kids stay in one place and not really grow up especially cartoons and this was such a cartoony show even though it was live action but they really they filled in that whole complex idea of pete growing up little pete growing up and they showed it by having already leave the show it is. I love that episode though because that's the one that showcases the sign that I want to have. If Nickelodeon oh. would make that sign, I'd pay for it. You're now leaving Wellsville. Come back when you have a minute. Oh, I'd like. I'd like that sign, please. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Just want to go ahead and get on that. That'd be cool. Yep. Uh, metal, please. Like a like a street. Anyway, <clears throat> <laughs> putting in orders. <laughs> so we got some other really cool iconic characters. Um, Mr. Tasty. Yep. Yeah, mentioned yeah. him briefly. The ice cream guy, and that's kind of like, like weirdly it, because <laughs> yeah. nobody really knows yeah. what's going on with him. And uh, uh, Marcy's drink tonight is actually inspired. Yes, it is. It is called the Blue Tornado. After um, yeah, af- yeah, after the popsicle, right? That uh, they that Mister Tasty sells basically. If you want to try it, uh, what we did was Voltage Mountain Dew. <laughs> And some coconut rum. It's super good. It's so good. Yeah, it's, it's like the perfect summer drink. Yes. Which is perfect for this TV show. Or you could be like the cool kids and don't drink. <laughs> it doesn't taste like alcohol. I'm just kidding. Yeah, so I'm, I'm just, totally kidding. And it's, I'm just letting you know. <laughs> it's only, we only did one shot. Yeah, it's almost not any alcohol. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're basically just drinking Mountain Dew. Exactly. Anyway. <laughs> and Mr. Tasty is also played by Toby Huss, the guy who plays Artie. So it was a really fun, I don't know if he played him the whole time, but I know he did at some point. So that was really, that's a really fun little thing to know. A little factoid. Yeah. Um, they did a Funnier Die special uh, <laughs> recently for their anniversary. That's right. And they said he was just an extra and an ice cream head, but that's not true. He was no. Toby Huss. Yeah. Much more than an extra. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Along with those characters, we have Bill and Teddy. 
Those are Big Pete's friends. Mm-hmm. There's definitely, Little Pete definitely has a gang. Um, <laughs> he's got some, there's, uh, you know, there's a girl named Pink Eye who just always has Pink Eye. There's a girl <laughs> who is like, a, she's a Kreb Scout. Instead of, they used the word Kreb for everything that just they didn't have like a brand for. Yeah. There was like Kreb Radio and just Kreb Soda. It's like how other shows will like change Apple into something else. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's it's that same fake brand, but it's everywhere. Yeah. So, you know, that was, she was a Kreb Scout. And then later on, Nona Mecklenburg. She was played with Michelle Trachtenberg. Who later on was Harriet the Spy. Uh, she was in Inspector Gadget, the live action version. Yeah. Um, she also made an appearance, a couple appearances. I think we said Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Uh, Gossip Girl. Gossip Girl. Yeah. Nice. yeah so. Oh, she was also in that ice skating movie, if you guys oh, remember. Oh, yes, I do. Ice Princess, I think yeah. is what it was I was going to say Blades of Glory. <laughs> Uh, no, the other one. Not quite. Um, <laughs> there were only two. <laughs> yeah. So, and and so talking about her kind of lifting off, Ellen was, she was Pete's best friend. She didn't really pursue acting after the show, but I always thought she was really good on the show. Yeah, she did a great job. Yeah. And she, best friend sometimes more than a friend. One of my favorite things <laughs> about the show is that they view it from such a realistic standpoint. Yeah. Yeah. You know, they're friends. They're like, ah, maybe I like you more than a friend. Maybe I don't. Maybe I do. Maybe I don't. It, things are, you know, back and forth, you know, and a lot of it, it's really special because in some episodes, they end up together. There's the day of the dot is an episode where they kiss at the end. Aww. And then there are other episodes where it's just like, whatever. And that's just kind of the way it is when you're that age. It's very, you know, sometimes things like that happen because you're being pushed by other people. Other people expect you to do those things. And also, childhood, it doesn't seem to run in a straight line, honestly. At least not from a memory standpoint. Yeah. (laughs) You know, and it's like, well, in this episode they kissed, but in this episode they're just friends. What's happening? It doesn't matter. Yeah. It it doesn't, you know. It doesn't. Their relationship, that's just the way their relationship is. Yeah. And thinking about grade school, like... Even within our <laughs> our lovely grade school that we all went to together, um, the they people would date and then they'd just be friends, like and then they would them. date and like then me when we dated, yeah, yeah. Exactly. according to the rest of the school, um, <laughs> which is another thing that happens is rumors get started <laughs> and that you know obviously Adam was one of the best rumors. boyfriends I've ever had. Oh, thanks. Yeah, we never hung out. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Like, only on the school bus. Yep. <laughs> Didn't have to worry about holding hands we or went, anything. We, we, we went to see TMNT that one time. Oh, we did. And then that yeah. was that was the only that thing. That sparked but I think so that's many what, rumors. I think that was what sparked it. And then that was yeah. it. I don't know how they found out that we did it, though. That was what blew my mind. Yeah. Because I remember going to class and somebody was like, TMNT? More like xxx or something like somebody Some said bullshit that bullshit garbage joke oh <laughs> jesus the seventh grade the seventh grade top tier humor right there it's really good <laughs> but yeah it's gossip it's so, at that time it's so quick it's so quick up and down in and out on yeah. and off like it fl- flips around so quickly but it's it's real that's how it is so yeah. so it happening in pete and pete it's it's the difference is that it's between the same two people Whereas in like maybe in real life it would be this one guy and mm-hmm. three girls or this one girl and h- however many you right. know what I yeah. mean? Yeah, 
But from a show's perspective, it might make him look like a player. <laughs> right, right. So, it, 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 but it still worked for yeah. for what yeah. it was because it was this will they won't they relationship that worked no matter what was going on at the time. You know, they were more of a oh they're definitely going to in this episode, but then this one's like they're not even talking. I, yeah, I think yeah. there's one where she's super focused on her. Uh, being that's, in the marching band. That's the day of the dot episode. Okay, yeah. it is that one. Okay, yeah. yeah, because that's that's the first, it's the second episode of like the the actual show, and this is the first time that Pete actually starts to wonder if he does like her, because she's starting to hang out with another guy, and she's so right. focused on doing something else, and and this is you know when he's like, wait, yeah, why am I why am I so fo- why am why I so do I feel this way? Is it jealousy because it, you know losing yeah. a friendship type thing or yeah. lose or something more? so yeah and i um i just loved that i always loved how you know and when they have their sweet moments they're really sweet yeah. yeah they're really nice at the end of yellow fever where um she stays on the bus with him is really nice because yeah. he, he can't go into the the you know on the field trip yeah but, uh, but she stays behind yellow fever <laughs> is one of i've heard the creator's that the creators is one of their favorite episodes of all time is yellow fever and yeah. it is a special episode because it only has big pete uh little pete is nowhere to be found i don't know why just because they really they really focus on him and the children on the bus and this is an episode that's so good because it also focuses on Stu benedict another yes. character in the show that had had appeared before as their bus driver and and i think it helps um they didn't have to worry about going around to what Little Pete was doing or all the stuff because, um, at least for a lot, a lot of kids, the bus is was a big part of school and oh, part yeah. of childhood. Everybody had experiences on the every school bus. single one of us here rode the school bus. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Me and Adam met on the school bus. Yep. Marcy and I used to ride the bus together when we together. were kids. Yeah. We'd share my Walkman. Mm-hmm. Yes, good And times. listen to music. Right. And then we'd, you know, field trips, yep. you know. Ooh, yeah. The 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 whole the same thing. Everybody has experienced a school bus, I believe. I, I yes. would I would the good, I would put money on that. The bad yeah. and the ugly of it. Right. <laughs> so it was a perfect it was a perfect um setting to put an episode like this, you know. The 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 bullies sitting in the way back. Because it's yep. supposedly only the, the cool kids sit in the back. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Which, which, let's be real, the back is like hard to sit in. Because if you go over <laughs> the tiniest the little bump, you're gonna yeah. fly and knock your head in the ceiling. But yeah, it, it just worked out as the perfect setting for an episode. Um, did you guys just uh, just because I'm curious? Did you guys prefer a certain area of the bus? I tried to sit as close to the middle. <laughs> normally oh, yeah. like i wanted to sit in the back but no one ever really let me but now i was a pretty passive person so <laughs> it never really happened when we rode together adam me and you were like the last second to last seat were we us. oh man maybe i'm maybe i'm remembering wrong but maybe now <laughs> now i wouldn't yeah. want to sit that far back yeah <clears throat> we we have a friend named jaron and i would i had i rode the bus he he and i rode the same bus and we often sat in the back um and then he Got his license or something in high school and left and left me all alone and so I, tried I got to take kicked you to the home middle. as often as possible. I know I was so grateful for. I'm so Robin. sorry. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, back to Pete and Pete. Yes. Um, <laughs> this episode's a little bit like an episode of Pete and Pete. Yeah, it is. <laughs> a little crazy and yeah, full of here our and own there nostalgia. and everywhere. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Okay, we're gonna take a little break right now, and I want to know: Do you enjoy the Black Case Diaries? 
Well, if so, the PodCoin app pays you to listen to this podcast and every podcast. It's the podcast player that pays. Just get the app free on iPhone or Android. You can use the PodCoin you earn to claim gift cards or donate to charity. Use our invite code BLACKCASE, all in caps, and you'll get 300 PodCoin right away. Also, earn PodCoin faster by listening to bonus podcasts like the Black Case Diaries and others. But you were t- you were going to talk about Stu Benedict. Stu Benedict, an absolute perfect caricature of an adult human. Yes. Um, <laughs> I... I when I watch him, I cry with laughter every single time in Yellow Fever. Mm-hmm. And the concept of him being heartbroken, he does it in two episodes where he's hard, he's I don't remember how many he appears in, in total, but he does it at least twice where he's so hung up on his ex-girlfriend that he can't perform his duties as a bus driver. <laughs> and in one of them, he... <laughs> Uh, little Pete is his is riding the bus, and he is taking Little Pete home, along with other students. And instead of taking them home, he just takes them on a sad tour of his failed relationship with this uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. woman. <laughs> Where they met, where they uh, had ice cream, and these kids because they're kids, they have nothing. There's nothing they can do about it. Mm-hmm. They just have to listen to him and like wait to go home. Yeah, and I remember. I remember riding the bus, I think, for the first time in middle when, when I was in middle school. And the first day of school, always, it felt like three hours. <laughs> I lived 15 minutes from the damn school, and uh, it felt like three hours to take me home uh, because of all the stops and, like, the bus driver was new, and they weren't sure where they were going, and they passed my house. There's that, and then also the episode in Yellow Fever where... I think every any educator watching that episode. My sister is an educator. I am not, but I feel that that's that's an episode where everyone relates because these kids are making him go absolutely apeshit. Oh yeah, because they won't settle down, and they keep playing pranks on him, and he's already emotionally unstable. Uh, passengers will refrain from killing my soul. You know, <laughs> like lines like that. <laughs> Such great lines. And uh, the students will chip in for gas. <laughs> <laughs> so just things that I mean, absolutely, just so relatable. He's he's such a great character. I love Stu Benedict. Yeah. <laughs> there are other characters in the show that were played by pretty famous people. Uh, Ellen's dad is played by Steve Buscemi. So every once in a while, you'll see him pop up mm-hmm. in the show. And Who did Chris Elliott play? He he was a meter reader in one of a the episodes. A meter reader, okay. Yeah, there's an episode where uh, Lily's dad from How I Met Your Mother yes. appears, and he is reading the meter on the day when Little Pete is faking sick. Oh, That's God. another episode that has a bit of wisdom in the beginning, when they say, when you're a kid, the space between spring break and Memorial Day weekend is an unbearable stretch of school <laughs> where there's nothing and the only way the only way to alleviate it is to play sick Aww. play hooky and uh, have a have a sick day and i re- i remember just like oh god that's so true <laughs> especially if you went to catholic school oh, right, yeah. guys yeah yes yep. because easter could be right easter could be at the end of march yeah. and then that'd be your spring break and then nothing until memorial day <laughs> yeah yeah, if you had an early uh, Easter, you're screwed. Oh, oh God. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Ugh. But, like, you know, public schools, it's like spring break doesn't revolve around Easter, so it's a totally right. different story. Yeah. Right. 
So, anyway. <laughs> but either yeah. way, really, either way, that stretch is still rough. Yeah, it's unbearable. Yeah. Uh, there was another little, I don't know if you could call it a guest, guest star type thing that was on every episode, but Petunia. I feel oh, like yeah. we should talk about Petunia. She is a an important bit. character. She on is the a show. little bit of a ca- yeah important character. <laughs> Adam looks confused. I'm trying to remember who that is. Petunia, Petunia, is? Petunia is the name oh, of Little Pete's this? tattoo. Uh, yes, <laughs> Little Pete is ten years old and he has <laughs> a tattoo. <laughs> I mean, that is how badass Little Pete uh, is. Such a badass. Her name is Petunia. It's she's a pinup tattoo. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She's like, yeah, she's <laughs> like, she's like laying down. He makes yeah. her what swim? Or yeah, yeah. makes her dance. Dance. That's right. Dance. Yeah, it's yeah. hilarious. And it's yeah, like, and then when you showed me, because I was, I was, yeah, it wasn't that many years ago when you first showed me this uh, show. I was like, "What? <laughs> <laughs> Why right. does this child have a tattoo? Like you have to be eighteen. Like yeah. your parents can't even and let you have get a tattoo. Consistent. Yeah, it's it's in every episode. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. it's never just like a one time joke. No, nope. constantly. She's a character in the title screen. Yes. Yep. But yeah. I did watch a YouTube video when Danny Tamborelli talks about it. And he says that partway through the series or a couple times it switches from one arm to the other. Oh. <laughs> and then the other thing he said is uh, that the the makeup artists and everything or the people doing the stuff didn't want to have to retouch it so many times. So, like, they would put, like, a wrap around his arm to keep the the Petunia looking good. And so he was like, he didn't like shower with that arm for like months oh, <laughs> it was like wow. so gross and bad smelling wow oh, yuck. Dude, i wonder i wonder if he has that like do you think he has that tattoo and like for real now oh i don't older? know i don't because i think he does have tattoos i think now, he does that's what i don't I'm know wouldn't that be cool if he got like a t- tiny an actual version? like petunia that tattoo? would be cool there, I know there are people who have it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Who oh have that tattoo. People <laughs> that are mega fans of the show. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not that big of a That's fan. Amazing. I don't think I'll ever get a tattoo. Uh, no. <laughs> not, not of that, probably. <laughs> I do want to say that one of the greatest things about this show, one of my favorite things, is that it really was based on like a feeling. The idea that really pushes that feeling through is all of the music on the show. Mm-hmm. There's so much to do with music on this show. When you know, when you go to the theme song being played by the band Polaris, kind of a fictional band, but they still had an album. My sister has it, <laughs> um, but <laughs> which they specifically asked them to make that song for this show, correct? right? Um, it's called Hey Sandy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> something and, about a dog biting. You know, <laughs> yeah. And then you have the music that plays a lot of the time at the end. And it's just this great sound of summer and nostalgia or just springtime or just childhood. Like, you you know, they're really good at capturing the feelings of the show. And I said earlier, Catherine Diekman, she had connections with some music people because she had had directed some music videos. So there were a lot of guest stars from the music world on this show. There was Debbie Harry, the lead singer of Blondie. Nice. Yeah. <sighs> Patty Hearst, not uh, not really a singer, uh, okay. but a famous person, and she was on the show. All right. Mm-hmm. I think it's the episode where Pete uh, Pete decides to sell the house while the parents are out of town. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> the band Luscious Jackson. That's a good band. <laughs> was was in an episode like the whole band uh, wow. was in that episode. Yeah, and I think also in that same episode, Iggy Pop guest starred. 
Then there were just like other actors. There's Lilith from Frasier. She was she she was on there a few times. You recognize she's the male woman, I believe. Okay. On the show. Oh, I, I vaguely remember her now. Okay. Kate Pearson from the B fifty twos. She was on the show. And uh, Michael Stipe from REM was in the episode What I Did in My Summer Vacation. When Mr. Tasty has to vacate, he leaves and no one knows where he is. In his place, um, another ice cream man appears and it's (laughs) a band member of REM. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, he's obviously... Mr. like Scrumpy or something. (laughs) Yeah, Mr. Scrumpy. (laughs) It's it's something like that. Something, yeah. Just two other really famous people that were on the show. Uh, Adam West. He plays the school principal in um, later episodes in season three. I think he's at least in two episodes. It's awesome when he shows up in the show. You're just <laughs> wow. like, oh, God, Adam West, you're so cool. And then um, LL Cool J was in the show. He played Little Pete's homeroom teacher. <laughs> <laughs> and then, of course, you've got J.K. Simmons, who uh, he plays Barber Dan. So those are some of the good guest stars. That's just a few. I know there's more. I know they, I mean, there's an episode where Pete happens to walk by a a garage as Polaris, in quotes, is performing. (laughs) And he hears the song and falls in love with the song and has no idea how to figure out what the song actually is and can't (laughs) get the song out of his head. And he, like, launches his own pirate radio station trying to track down the song (laughs) and that is one if that's not the most 90s relatable thing oh yeah 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 Yeah, we didn't have these things like phones that could tell us what what song (laughs) we didn't have these things what are they called cell phones pocket computers (laughs) no yeah my brother there was a song my brother loved And he and whenever whenever a DJ played it on the radio, they never said what the song was called. <laughs> and he just he would describe it to people and he'd be like, What is this song? I want this song. And he just miraculously for Christmas one year, my mom just got him a third eye blind C D and the song was, was on, on it. there. Oh, and it was just perfect. like, Oh, thank God. Beautiful. Finally. <laughs> closure yeah so that was a real problem (laughs) like you you heard it and you go i love this what is it and you didn't know no yeah it's gone yeah it's it's (laughs) every time i hear a song on the radio now and i and i think i like it and i've never heard it i'm like i try to memorize like one line exactly or something because i'm like oh god i need i need to look it up later Mm -hmm. yep yeah (laughs) <laughs> a lot of a lot of cars now the radio will say what song is playing on the on the screen or Shazam on the phone and tell you what it is but right. it's, yeah. it's like yeah back then it was most of my ra- my car radio doesn't do that but most of my, my mine either yeah, yeah most of my listening days though have been in my my 98 intrigue hmm. there's no uh <laughs> Nice. <laughs> With the windows rolled down because there's no more no air, air conditioning. <laughs> no air conditioning and only two of the windows rolled down. So, Woo. All right. I'm rolling in it, guys. That's how we well, rock it. I'm just kidding. I pawned that car off on my poor father. He has Aww. that car now. Ugh. But I use it when I'm, my other car breaks down. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway. I'm, Love it. I'm so rich. Anyway. <laughs> rich in spirit. Right, Rob? Yeah. 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 <laughs> 
All right. So <coughs> there were a couple things I wanted to talk about also with the show, just like fun little facts. Yes. Um, uh, one thing that really caught my attention that I thought was absolutely hilarious is that it won the Ace Award. The Ace Awards are <laughs> were cable like Emmys, right? Yeah. They don't exist anymore, I don't believe. No. Uh, but at the time... At the time, Pete and Pete was not an actual, like, regularly syndicated show. They just had shorts, and they had made one special, and it was the Valentine's Day special, and that was it. That was all they had. And somehow, that episode got entered in to the, like, best children's series category, even though the series didn't really exist yet. There really wasn't (laughs) a show. It was just that one special. And they won. It's amazing. So Pete and Pete won an award for being the best children's series with just the one episode that it existed at the time. Which is incredible. Yeah. Yeah. That's like, really funny. How does that even happen? <laughs> An award-winning what? series, but it's not even a series yet. <laughs> and it was the first time Nickelodeon had won an Ace Award. Wow. Yeah. So it was... That's kind so, of hilarious. So why are you dropping the ball, Nickelodeon? <laughs> yeah. It used to be the place where only kids win. Yeah. Not anymore. It's man. It's attempting like like you mentioned before, um they used to not be chasing Disney's tail um and they wanted to just be a place for kids. Nickelodeon people if you're listening, you're not going to catch Disney. No. Nobody's going to catch Disney at this <laughs> yeah. point. Experiment. Do things more like Pete and so Pete do your like own little thing. shorts. Try things. Anyway, so I thought the last thing we would talk about on this sh- like on this episode, this episode has really flown by for me. I don't know if it's <laughs> yeah. if it's just because I've been talking it's a been lot. It's been pretty quick. Yeah, I I just looked at the how much time we've had, and I'm like, well, shit, <laughs> I had no idea. Oops. So we will be wrapping up soon. <laughs> anyway, but I'm really lo- I'm really happy because I really love this show, and this that's why it's so easy to talk about it. Yeah. We listed off some of our favorite episodes, and if you guys can figure out a way to watch any of them, that would be awesome. Yeah, um, yeah. find it where you can, buy the DVDs or whatever, but also, if if a lot of people contact Verve, it's VRV, it's a streaming service that has Nick Splat on it, contact them and maybe, they'll, maybe one day they'll get it up. I've read that season three... They actually, like, produced the DVDs, and, you know, the guys are like, we did the commentary for it. So the DVD exists. It's just like they're just sitting on it. Uh, and it never, like, made it to circuit. I don't know why. And I don't know. Okay. They're so, just in a warehouse somewhere. That's that's what I've heard. Keep okay. watching episodes of Storage Wars, and then maybe somebody will finally <laughs> stumble across the storage unit that has thousands of copies of oh, Beat season, season 3. three. Oh, God. Oh, man. What a discovery. I know, right? <laughs> so we've talked about a few of our favorite episodes already, but that we made a list of some that we thought, you know, would be good ones to mm-hmm. suggest to people. The first one on our list is Inspector 34. Adam, you want to talk about that one? Uh, remind was it, me. Or was it Marcy? Marcy? That was me. <laughs> yes. Okay. Yes. Little little Pete gets some underwear, as, as you know, young children always do. <laughs> And um, every time they fit perfectly, they're like made so well. He's like, and every time he gets these new underwear, it has this little tag in it that says it was inspe- inspected by Inspector thir- wait, wait, 34. 34. And he's like, wow, like this inspector has been like looking after me and making sure that I have these perfect underwear. And so then he like 
goes on this hunt as to trying to find out who Inspector 34 is. Yeah, he gets the idea that he's his guardian angel. Yeah. His guardian angel is the man who inspects his underwear. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it's amazing. The, it's the most important piece of clothes you have. <laughs> yeah. Gotta it, start somewhere. What an, what a great premise for an episode. He does, he does track him down and wants yes. to learn how to be an inspector. Right. Yes. And there's an inspector training. This is another episode I think about possibly daily. Mm-hmm. Whenever I fill up my ice cube tray, there's a scene in the episode where they put him through these trials to see how perfect he actually is. <laughs> and his first trial is to fill up the ice cube tray and make it to the freezer without spilling a single drop. <laughs> and I think about that Every all the time. time. <laughs> Every time you have your own ice cube tray. <laughs> yes. That is a great episode. I really like that one, too. Uh, the next one on our list we already mentioned is Yellow Fever. This is the episode... Oh, yeah. It's like one of the first episodes you showed me. It's the episode about the school bus and... Um, the insane insane bus driver losing his mind. Welcome aboard the Yellow Fever. I am your captain, driver Stu Benedict. Our, Our traveling time, time will be approximately 60 minutes. minutes. We will be cruising at a speed of 55 miles an hour, moving swiftly away from the twisted wreckage of my shattered life! <laughs> it's beautiful. And, it, and you mentioned it doesn't have little Pete in it. They were able to focus on other characters in this episode. So you see more of his friends, Teddy and Bill. You see some characters that had never been introduced before. Um, you know, the the kid that sings. Uh, th- that's my favorite. Yes. Uh, it's a great joke. And it uh, has a bit of an emphasis on Endless Mike, who, who we... I don't know if we mentioned him. We didn't him mention yet. him, yeah. But he's um he's the bully of the school classic. Every school's got one, right? Yep. Can't um, go without. And, and somehow along the way, Pete be- kind of becomes friends with him almost because he's like. Because the idea of the episode is that when you get on a school bus, everybody that you know regularly at school becomes somebody different, and it's so true. <laughs> it's taking kids out of the classroom. You know, they're, you know, they're normally all in one place together, and then, you know, them holding their lunch the yeah. whole time. I remember being like, man, I can eat this anytime I want. <laughs> like, I remember just yeah, being yeah. Right. just so enamored with that idea when I was yes. a kid. Yeah. Like, yes, yes, yes. And, and there's even a kid in the episode who, try, he's like, if I eat half of it now, I have the, or, or <laughs> he whatever. He, like, has these exact measurement type yeah. things. And like, okay. If I take small, upper-sized bites. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a great episode. Yellow Fever. Check it out. Yes. Uh, what we did on Summer Vacation, that we, we mentioned, that's the one with Mr. Tasty. It's a longer episode. It's great to watch at the end of summer. You'll feel all super nostalgic about summer when you watch it. It and may then, make you tear up a little bit, but in a good way. Right, and then cry that summer's over. Yeah. <laughs> if you watch it at the end of summer. And summer as a kid is over, because that was when summer was truly magical. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> right. Now it's just hot. Yep, hot and we work through it. <laughs> yeah. Um, another episode in this list is The Call. This is one that Adam suggested. Yeah, where, <laughs> you know, where there are two like a lot of episodes kind of two plot points going on one thing that i remember very clearly is uh how hot that day was it was so hot that they couldn't even cross the street because their shoes would melt to the asphalt and then they'd be trapped and it's it's hilarious and then the on the other half there's a i think it's a payphone sitting on the middle of a parking lot 
and it rings yes. sometimes, and nobody's no nobody wants to answer it because okay. everybody's afraid of what it is. I heard that when you answer it, you learn the exact day, hour, minute, and second that you die. Yeah, nobody nobody wants to answer the call. Oh my god! And it does such a good job of illustrating heat. And how, like when you're a kid, especially if you grow up in a place, they never really say where Wellsville is. Mm-hmm. But if it's anything like Ohio, yeah, in the summertime, it's so humid here that mm-hmm. you do feel like you're actually melting when you go mm-hmm. outside. Um, <laughs> you can't tell if things are sweat or just like the moisture in the air. Mm-hmm. Like it's just that bad. And, yeah. and Ohio's in that weird spot where, sure, there are more humid places elsewhere. Like Florida is like incredibly humid. Oh yeah, right? yeah. And then there is more. There are colder places elsewhere, Montana or or Minnesota. Yeah, like there's always a place that's worse than Ohio. So hey, come visit. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but but Ohio's got that weird balance where it's like you get kind of you get extremes both ways. Yeah. Um. So it really illustrates we we can still understand how blasted hot. <laughs> <laughs> you can be in in humidity just makes you yeah you just melt and and the show exaggerates these things as kids do you exaggerate things in your mind and how you remember them you know your shoes don't actually melt but dang it feels like they did yeah you know it brings me back to when i was a kid and one time i walked into the kitchen and my three-year-old sister becky looked at me and she said it's hot outside because of all the humanity and just it, it's such a put, put that on a t-shirt <laughs> i just you know it's it's just like a, an image of childhood you mm-hmm. know and that episode so clearly sums that up it's such a good idea yep. night crawlers is another good episode i think yes you suggested this yes one. i liked this one this one was one that you had shown me i think probably a couple times because it's like one that you go back to where um, little Pete decides there, we talked a little bit about it, I think, at, during the episode, but he decides there's this conspiracy uh, by the parents and everything, and so he decides he doesn't want to go to sleep. He's just going to stay up all night. <laughs> Actually, I think it's more than just one night, yeah, right? Yeah, he it's thinks, like, it's like he thinks something happens yeah. like, while he's sleeping, and he just is like, well, why can't I just stay up as long as I want? And his mom, great parenting, yes. is like, sure, give it a it. shot. She tries yeah. to call his bluff, you know. She tries to just let him roam outside <laughs> all night long. and So he and his gang uh, make this, like, kind of pact to stay up as long as possible. And lovely Artie is there, too, cheering him on, trying to keep him all awake, yeah. <laughs> ever faithful. <laughs> It's it's incredible, and they're like playing flashlight tag. And yeah, it's and they're all desperately, desperately trying to stay awake. Yeah, and like the parents are like pulling tricks on them and stuff, trying to get them to fall asleep. And <laughs> it, it's uh, the other ones we mentioned were Ground for Life. We we did talk about this one with the dehumidifier and the humidifier. This is yes. the episode where it's the Fourth of July, and the Fourth of July is my favorite holiday. Actually, which is weird, yeah. but it's true. <laughs> it's my favorite holiday, and so I I love this episode because what happens is uh, Pete gets grounded from watching the fireworks, and his plan is to burrow underneath the house so that he can escape and then go see the fireworks. <laughs> it's an incredibly simple you know, goal. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and it's totally something I would have considered doing at yeah. that age. I would have been like, yeah, absolutely, because I care so much about those. Especially even even now I do as an adult. So as a yeah. kid, it was poof. And Big Pete's hiding all the dirt for him. And oh. This is the episode where he meets Nona. So, oh, yeah. Because she just moved in next door. It's, it's a good episode. Yes. And then uh, Don't Tread on Pete. We mentioned that one. That's the one where his... If you have ever forgotten you had a test, <laughs> that episode is for you. Yep. <laughs> yes. It perfectly sums up exactly how it feels the moment you realize that you haven't studied for a test. The anxiety and the fear and your friends are trying to help you and there's honestly nothing you can do at this point. Mm-hmm. I was a terrible test taker, so I know exactly. I get it. <laughs> That's why I hated standardized tests. Yeah. I was like, I can't oh, even yeah. study for these damn yeah, things. Like, how? Um, anyway, so King of the Road is the last one I have on the list. And this episode is really special because it's the first episode of the actual show. Oh, do I you didn't guys, realize that. Do you guys remember this episode? I do. That's this, the one where they go on the road trip, correct? Yes. Yes, okay. Um, a lot of the title sequence is from, for the first season, is from this episode. Yeah. Like, little clips. So, the, the Wrigley family is just trying to, t- to go on their annual road trip to the Hoover Dam. Uh, hijinks ensue, things happen. Yes. Regular road trip stuff. But this is an episode where Big Pete has a lot of, like, inner monologue, and there's lots of, you know, musings that he has that I still think about. Like, yeah. when he sees the one shoe on the side of the highway, and he's like, <laughs> how did that get there, you know? And he wonders what the green mile marker signs are actually for. Yeah. You know? What, what, what do they for mean? Real. <laughs> you know? I still think about that. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. you know, there's a scene, and I still think about this. There's a big, there's an underpass in Columbus uh, right as you're going into downtown, and it's it's a walking path. It's not an actual yeah. like. And um, every time I pass, I think about this. Uh, as they're leaving town, Artie is standing watch, uh, watch over them. As you know, he's guarding I... the town as they're gone. And I think about that every time I pass under it. So Aww. this show really affected me. Obviously, I <laughs> think <laughs> about stuff from it all the time. <laughs> I I thought it was very funny. And relatable, and I think that, you know, a lot of other strange, strange weirdos out there might like it, too. Yeah. Or, you know, just maybe normal people with a little bit of strange. I don't know which one I am, but I'm one of those, probably. So... Take a guess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, the AV Club had another, uh, they summed it up, they said, The whole premise of the show is based on a world that's a little absurd. And uh, that is the best way to put it. Yep. Yes. Yes. So, if your world's a little absurd, check out The Adventures of Pete and Pete. Anyways, thank you guys for listening. Yes. We appreciate it. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you. Yeah. I don't know about you guys, but I want to now binge watch some Pete and Pete. Yeah. 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 (laughs) I definitely need to see the rest of the show, because I most certainly have not seen all the episodes. Yeah. Especially season three. I know, especially season three, the one that's like, you can't, it's kind of hard to find. We actually didn't mention the episodes from season three. I referenced one, um, there's one where Pete sells the house. Mm -hmm. That's, um, and season three really amped up the guest, the guest appearances, um, because there was no Artie in the show anymore, so they kind of had to, to, yeah, yeah, and, you know, uh, Nona, uh, appears more, and, you know, that's season three is where Adam West shows up. And I think it's the episode with Iggy Pop in it, too, is also in season three. Awesome. Yeah. So, anyway, we've taken up enough of your time. Yes. Uh, but let's take up some more of your time. Yes. <laughs> Follow us on Instagram and junk. 
Oh, okay. Uh, follow <laughs> us on Instagram at Black Case Diaries Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Black Case Diary. Uh, we also have Facebook. You can find <laughs> yeah. us there, Black Case Diaries yeah. Podcast. We are we have a WordPress, though we are kind of shifting a little bit to our regular website, blackcasediaries.com. Just type that in. Should work. Yeah. And you can bring listen it right to there. all of our episodes there. You can also find us on Spotify, iTunes, blah, 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 all of those places. And Radio Public. If you have not listened to Radio Public, you can listen to that free anywhere. It's a free app. Pretty good. Try it out. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. And uh, they are a great app for supporting your favorite podcasts. So if there's another podcast you like, like us, maybe. Maybe you like us, yeah. maybe you don't. Only don't us. Only <laughs> this is the only podcast. <laughs> listen, listen to them on that on Radio Public, and that way you can support the pod- podcast a little more. So uh, we are signing off, I feel. Yeah. yeah I we think that'll do it. Another. Oh, another case closed. Yes. Yeah. Thank you for listening to the Black Case Diaries. Come back when you have a minute. Nice.